Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scoogie Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of these are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 462, I think. Is that right, Ivor? Of the best Linux games podcast, motherfuckers. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, don't touch it, it tingles. Um, being recorded for you late on this, uh, Saturday, the 16th of September, 2023. Uh, crack engineer, well, pow, Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Thank you, Ivor. Uh, thanks also for staying, uh, over last week for, and cleaning the erasers. You're fired. Suck up. Fucking, oh, look at the case, Gregor! Uh, mmm. That would make it for our sequel friends, the followers of the one true time of day format. Uh, what is it, 2023? 09, 16? At, uh, 4.45 p.m., so 16, hours, or whatever, fuck. Mmm. Ah, fired Ivor Molina. We have a fucking important show for you this week. Um, that's why we're late. But uh, let's get straight to our top story, shall we? Let us shall. As I try to find my lighter. Um, I wanted to talk about 
unity like the the eyed the software development you know like the the game development platform the integrated development environment um but i i i found out about that literally last night and i don't have as good a grasp as to what's actually going to happen but um so we're not going to talk about that. We have a much bigger, more present story, more Linux gamey story for you. That will be like the bulk of the show. That's going to be our review. It's a review of a little known game. Very shy, retiring little lady from, uh, uh, from Ketchum, Idaho. Her name is, uh, Armored Core 6, which we will be doing our full and final and complete review of. In mere moments, but before we get to that review, I want to give you uh, three, two, two games that are on insane sale that you can pick up right now. Um, between now, uh, uh, well, anyway, I'll, I'll, anyway, I'll give you the games. Perennial favorite, one of my absolute favorite games that we've ever covered on this show, Severed Steel, which is. Um, a first person, basically Max Payne, Technopunk, uh, shooter, parkour, fucking neon awesomeness, unbelievable. Basically, the game works. Uh, go, go listen to the review that we did of the game because, like, that gives you, I'll give you a better understanding of it. But, um, in, in very, very briefly, um, if you like to wall run into a backflip during which you kill a guy in front of you, take his shotgun as it flies out of his hands, and then halfway through your flip, while you're facing backwards, kill the guy behind you before you land into a slide that takes you into the next guy whose gun you pull from his holster, and then you jump to do another wall run but twist backwards and shoot the guy whose gun you just stole in the back of the head. If you like doing that sort of shit, this is your fucking game. If you like Max Payne, the original Max Payne game, uh, or Max Payne 2, or even Max Payne 3, but Max Payne 3 is kind of meh. Um, on my Max Payne scale, my penometer, um, fuck. Like, this game is unbelievable. It's parkour. As long as you're doing what they call a stunt, which means wall running, sliding, double jumping, um, or whatever, you are invincible. So this incentivizes dynamic combat against enemies who are really, really, really trying to kill you in mass numbers throughout a, 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 a long series of, I think, 38 levels, each one a set piece of Carnage, uh, one of my favorite games. Got beaten out uh, for Game of the Year a couple years ago uh, for our selection exclusively because um, it does not have a replay feature, which would make the game everything that I've ever wanted and would basically mean that I could shut down the show forever. Uh, right now, Severed Steel is 70% off at $7.00 $7.49 through September 27th, so you have like a whole fucking, till the end of the month on that one. But, since we're talking about, what, what, what game is it? Armor Core 6? What, what, Iowa, what, oh, it's a mech game? Oh yeah, well, here's a, 
since we're talking, since we're doing a review of a very, very well received um, mech game this week, uh, and not many of you are gonna like. Are you not? Bleh. I posted my review of Armored Core Six two nights ago, and I lost a friend over that review, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Fucking, we, trust me, we were not close, as you can obviously tell. But I'm like, wow, you guys are fucking assholes. Not you guys, not the people listening to the show, but just like, wow, you fucking internet. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, because evidently, you know, to criticize Armor Core 6 is to attack, uh, the personal deity of very vicious, very, um, pathetic, uh, tiny-brained uh, amoeba-like creatures with small genitalia and 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 if they're women, um, you know, small breasts and maybe if they're neither man nor woman, then they just have a very bad self-image and, and when, you, when you attack their god, they come back at you to burn your village by fucking dropping you as a friend. It's hilarious. Why was it so hilarious? Because the person who dropped me as a friend, I went to buy him this game to tell him this is a better game than Armored Core 6. And that game, of course, is Titanfall 2. I don't care if you don't even like fucking mech games. If you have a modern computer... You, right now, need to go buy Titanfall 2. I don't care if you played the first game. It doesn't matter. You know, it's better if you have played the first game, but I don't even think the first game is available on Steam um, because I played it on Xbox One. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Titanfall 2 is 90% off at $2.99 now through September 18th. This concludes the deals. Now let's get to our review. Ivor based them with it because they're going to... They're going to scream. They're going to really hate this. But trust me, stick around. You want to hear it's, you know, it's not all bad in this review. It's one of the more difficult reviews I've done in a couple of years, maybe. Uh, so here we go. Based them with it. One ping only, Vashley. One ping only. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. It's the funniest thing in the world to me to, when you encounter people who disagree with a a well-reasoned critical perspective and do so in their disagreement without addressing any of the issues which you have raised in your critical analysis and final conclusions. Um, it's so funny to see that they don't even understand that they're being not just manipulated, but that they've already become a tool. And I would never call anyone a tool to their face. Like, you know, if we were having a critical, you know, if we were having a well-reasoned discussion in good faith, it's just so weird how the internet, through the democratization of opinion, leads to this fucking it used to lead to like Rotten Tomatoes style, you know, a regression towards the mean. Like, if you ask everyone in the world what their, you know, rank you know, any given movie, 
on a scale of one to ten, you know, movies that are more complicated, confusing, and difficult, uh, and challenging, you know, some might say more artistic, um, but regardless of their artistic merits, um, are fundamentally more complex and disturbing and, and generally deal with more subtle shading everyone's gonna fucking rate those down because event there's more people who are gonna understand who are not gonna understand the movie than there are people who are going to understand the movie and that's gonna affect the rating so the funniest thing is though like people seem to think that when someone puts out a critical perspective that is well reasoned and has you know point A, point B, point C, you know, these are the problems with this thing. Or this, these are the problems that I see, or this is the ambiguity that I found not uh, engaging, but sloppy and bad, you know, because sometimes matters of interpretation do, uh, you know, regardless of however logical you are, I mean, every experience of art or gaming, it's about the experience, you know, and that's something that everyone all, everyone has on an individual basis, and that's why everyone has a right to their opinion. Um, but it's just so funny to see people who are like, you're a fucking troll. <laughs> well, you're applying to my fucking review, dude, so... <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Like, I have, I have such, I'm, I need fucking conflict. It's like, no, I just told you why the game. <laughs> anyway, so Armored Core Six, a very brief review that, and I'm titling this review sixty-two, not six-two-one, but that's your your character's handle in the game. But sixty-two, and it has nothing to do with any character in the game. We'll get to that. And, and as to why, very shortly. So Armored Core 6, first of all, the game is absolutely, irrefutably, undisputably magnificently gorgeous. You will see shit in this game that will blow your fucking minds. The explosions, the some, of the, some aspects of some of the environments, some of the bosses, some of the fights, some of the, um, some of the mechs and some of their designs, some, some of the mechs and some of the designs and some of the paint schemes that you yourself will make. All of this shit is off the charts good. The gameplay itself even doesn't suck completely on its own. It's super fun to like zip around, you know, using what I think are basically broadly grotesquely overpowered jump jets, but whatever. It's super fun to like zoom in and out of combat like that. Um, it's the controls are pretty sloppy. And it can be a challenge, even when you know what the fuck you're doing, to like fucking stop at any given point. Um, the camera doesn't help a lot in certain, you know, certain contexts, like when you're trying to do drastic climbing and shit. But anyway, it's fucking fun. Generally, it's just fucking fun. The, the variety, the sheer variety of weapons, which is true to armored cores, like, you know, roots and shit. It, the, the variety of weapons eventually lets you rain down just unbelievable fucking stunning amounts of psychotic destruction and annihilation on your enemies. The firepower is incredible. And a lot of it is very visceral and really cool. Like, you know, because we're talking about like, uh, you have four guns, basically. You have two on your shoulders and one in each hand, which, you know, whatever. That's part of Armor Core canon, so 
more or less. So whatever. We're not going to bitch about that. But um, that means you have four different ways that you can destroy anything that's in front of you. And some of these weapons are just fucking the best of far-flung science fiction mechanized wep- you know, weapon-based destruction. We're talking about laser sh- long-range laser shotgun snipers. We're talking like fucking, oh, you want missiles? Okay, well, uh, what type of missiles do you want? You want kinetic? You want plasma? You want energy? How do you want to, how do you want to hit? How many you want to fire at once? Um, you know, and all the stats and everything for all of the weapons and their requirements and stuff, it's great. It's pure armored core. That part of the game is absolutely great. It's more fun to design mechs in this game than it is to actually generally play with the mech. Um, and painting and customization is fantastic. But just being exclusively about the sheer variety of weapons eventually eventually gets you places where you can start having some flexibility. It takes about 30 hours into the game. Until then, basically, as you're limited for the first, like, you know, 25 hours of the game, in my case, weapons are overall boiled down to limited selections if you want to win, if you want to complete a mission. And so this imposition meters the game, uh, which is linked exclusively to campaign progress. Um, the same is basically true for all other aspects of your armored core. So you can design your own core, you can design your own AC, your own mech, you have body parts, arm parts, head parts, a fire control system, a generator, uh, and legs and jump jets. Um, and there are multiple different types of legs that back in the day used to play a big role in armored core, uh, like two and stuff, but don't really. I mean, it's, other than the stats, there's no real difference between a lot of this shit. So for most of the time that you spend grinding on this game, it's going to just be sheer maximum damage. I'm going to just tell you, get, you know, as soon as you can get the tank treads, get the tank treads. Equip those. It gives you fucking... Get the super heavy-duty chest. Throw whatever arms you want on there. Throw whatever head you want on there. Uh, get the best firing control system for medium combat. I can't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, for your arms, two big fucking plasma rifles. Uh, for your generator, if you can power it, um, the the generator that you always want to use is the generator that has the fastest energy recovery if you're using energy weapons which are the best damaging weapons for the first 25 hours of the game uh, and you want the both of your shoulders to also be the shoulder mounted uh, railgun laser missiles or laser uh, cannons that like you know pop up and deploy I want to say one other thing and that's it that's it that's it I just told you everything you need to know about the entire fucking game everything else if you use that build for almost every goddamn fucking mission and I'm not beating the game but we'll get to that you know I I'm done playing the game, though, pretty much. I mean, I, I'll probably play it for another 30 hours. I probably will end up beating it. But, uh, I, you know, I, I know what to expect from an Armored Core story, so I don't expect tears and rainbows And for my opinion about the actual gameplay, which is what this game is about. All Armored Core, all mech games are about the actual gameplay. Um, 
and customization and this juggling act of like, well, we need power and we need, um, we need power recovery. We need a lot of, uh, power for, uh, we need a lot of energy recovery because we're going to be firing a lot in rapid succession and we're going to use an all energy build loadout. But anyway, that's all you need to know. Cause between what I just told you, you will have so many fucking armor points that you can just fucking, and that's like the maximum damage that you can get for the first like 25 hours of the game. So what you'll do is you'll keep going through these missions and dying at the hands of these very difficult bosses, especially uh, Balteus and the first boss. I found the first boss to be very difficult and very stupid. Um, but Balteus, I almost quit the game because of Balteus. Uh, I beat him. I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos and then I finally saw a video where someone showed me their build, which was my original build, which is the build I just described. That build is good for everything. There'll there'll be certain missions where you have to like accomplish certain uh, acrobatic or navigational feats or specialized like stealth kind of stuff. Then you change your loadout. But Otherwise, you go as far as you can through each mission, then you die, then at the checkpoint screen, you can restore from checkpoint, which happens automatically, it's like basically right before each boss encounter, Um, and then you can also change the assembly of your mech, that's it, and so you just tweak it a little bit for that checkpoint, you know, so you can beat that boss, and then you're done with the mission, that's basically it, and you can get away with beating almost every single fucking boss in this game that I have beaten, I'm not beating all of them, with just that original build that I just described. That is the cheat code build for you. And if you're pissed at me for telling you, then you're a fucking moron. <laughs> because this <laughs> is the name of the game. You have to buy all the parts and unlock them in sequence and, you know, it's just a ridiculous harangue to get access to the parts that you want when which is that's that's traditional in terms of armored core and it should be tri- and should be incorporated at least in some aspects of all mech games in my opinion but the fact that it's chained directly to mission based progress that is gate kept by bosses that can only be beaten in specific certain ways generally speaking unless you're a fucking master and we'll talk more about the depth of that mastery in a moment, you can get away 85% of the game with just the build I just described. So, buy those parts. If you're going to buy the game, which, by the way, spoiler alert, Armored Core 6 does not get our the highest honor that we can confer on a game, which is, you know, we basically do a thumbs-up, thumbs-down system here on Best Things Games Podcast, meaning thumbs-up, being the highest honor that we can confer, worth full price, any price, all price, any day, any year, any decade, any era. Is this game really worth full price? This game is not really worth full price. The alternative to that is wait until whenever it's on the cheapest sale you can find. And that is our rating for Armor Core 6. And now I'm going to continue explaining why. So, now, so just like as I described, like the entire bodybuilding, I didn't give you the arms that you need, but they're all like pretty, whatever. 
Um, there's lots of stats though that are fun. It makes building the actual AC a lot of fun, which is also true of the original Armor Core. But the fact that like unlocking the parts is now tied to what are basically fucking boss encounters that are remarkably cheap early on and very, very difficult without having the benefit of ever really explaining any of the game, no matter how, how, you know, no matter how many times you go through the tutorials or whatever, um, it makes the game unnecessarily difficult. And the fact that these two aspects of the game are chained together for the first 25 fucking hours of this game really sucks a lot of the joy out of fucking being able to fucking afford to and buy parts that, you know, you, that, you know, guns and shit, like laser, laser blades, like fucking laser swords, um, samurai swords, fucking missile systems, fucking, you know, blah, to meter out the amount of gameplay, uh, time that your average player is gonna, gonna experience in the game. Now, beyond that, that's a, that's a, that's probably my biggest, most significant complaint about the game, but I do have others. The controls are generally really twitchy and do not favor accuracy. In fact, the auto-aiming in this game, and even once you get an upgrade and can afford it, that allows you to manually aim, the game gets harder in a different way. But with the auto-aiming and even with the toggleable single um, focus right stick thing which like auto locks you to like the thing that you were looking at even that doesn't hold up very well and the area effect targeting even once you get used to it is extremely fucking twitchy and uncooperative it'll aim you towards like let's say anyway I won't go into the fucking physical mechanics of how to fucking launch a full salvo of, of, you know, ten missiles at five different targets. Basically, just keep them all in the in the screen. Hold down the missile lock until all of the tiny little icons go yellow, and then keep them all in the screen. Then release the button. It is something you will very rarely do unless you have absolute pedestrian control over the situation, in which case you're doing it. And this is what we're going to talk about in a moment. The game boils down to this, which is also true of Armor Core 2 in general. It's all ammo and damage type um, mitigation to get through a mission. Because a mission can have lots of targets, meaning you're going to need a lot of ammo. The harder missions are managing where you're going to conserve on ammo, maximize damage. So instead of like having to hit seven times, you hit once and it kills them. My The build I just described basically meets that both, both of those criteria in general um, for all of the missions that I've played so far and I've gone through, I think, 17 in chapter 3. So the controls are twitchy, but more more importantly than that, it, that people are going to be oh, well, you just need to fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, well, great. Alright, I need to, I need to what? I need to, I need to grow a new hand? Like, you know, my, my left thumb is 
back to 85%. I'm starting to sculpt again. But this game is hard to control. It is twitchy and hard to control. But worse than that, your AC, your armor core, your mech, doesn't feel at all like a mech. It feels like a normal humanoid character. And even when like, you're using different leg types, there is absolutely no difference in the feel. Now, when I say leg types, there are four principal leg types. There's like normal bipedal, fucking, you know, uh, knee-jointed legs. Like Gundam legs. And I'm trying not to compare this game to Gundam, but this, this game has nothing to do with mechs. It, it's like they made a Gundam game. It's the best Gundam game maybe ever made, but it would not please Gundam fans because it does not look like Gundam. It looks like Armored Core. Um, anyway, that's, I, and both the, both people in that argument can have that debate with each other while they fuck off to like, you know, Whore Island because I don't, I hate Gundam. I like mech games. So there are four basic leg types. And, you know, first is, like, normal bipedal humanoid-style legs. Second is uh, reverse uh, reverse knee-jointed legs. So, like, uh, like, uh, oh, shit, Metal Gear Solid, Sons of Liberty, uh, Metal Gear Ray. You know, where, where you chicken walk, and your feet, you're balanced exclusively on the balls of your feet. And your knees joint back the other way. So they go up, they go forward like a V. And so it's like, it gives you a natural spring, meaning that you can jump higher. That's kind of cool. Then there is my favorite, the back, back from the Armor Core 2 era, um, the quadruped. You have, you, you're a spider mech. You have two, you have two sets of two legs, meaning with jump jets that are basically exclusively focused underneath you, so you can hover in midair. It's the only mech that can do that. Um, and then there's also the tank tread mechs, which are just tank treads underneath. So, like, you're a giant fucking building-sized tank. All of... Okay, so, like, back in the day, in Armor Core 2, it, there was unbelievable difference in the way the game felt depending on the type of legs that you used. Like the spider legs, like you you were kind you could be faster even than bipedal, but you had to like strip down your loadout. But if you were like fully loaded, you could max out that load on the spider legs and you would feel like every step as these two pairs of counter uh, I'm doing like a a skiing kind of move with my hands here like left forward, right forward you know, uh, left forward, right back, right forward, left back, you know, blah. And imagine that happening on, on the, you know, front and the, the, if you were talking about like a car, uh, driver's side, uh, front. And then at the same time, driver or passenger side rear, that's, you know, like imagine holding a wheel, like a, like a, a steering wheel. And then in place of your hand, if your hands are at two and 10 o'clock, just turn them so that they're like at an X, you know, if like, you have two pairs of them and then just go left and right. And that gives you, and you felt the implications. It, it, it You felt like you were in a fucking giant robot. Meanwhile, you're in bipedal legs made you feel like you're in a fucking giant fast robot. 
Actually, that was more or less the reverse angle legs were even better, but they're really good for jumping. And then the tank treads felt just like your shit. Your slow shit. In Armor Core 6, all of these feel exactly identical. And that's a damn shame. Um, it, fe- it feels like normal humanoid... And that's the thing. It feels like you're always a normal humanoid character. Um, even with the different leg types, no difference in feel. And while some configs... Some configurations of your mech and stuff, some of your assemblies let you fly further or higher um, than others before you need to touch the ground to recharge, which is like... Oh boy, the me- and the way the mechs recharge their energy is very, very fast and very twitchy. <clears throat> Almost makes it like a negligible afterthought, but it's one that you have to really master, and it's the core strategy of the game, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, they might let you fly farther, faster, or higher, but before you need to touch the ground. But the speed is always so relative, and it it's also kind of adjusted to a flat curve. Like, there's nothing that's gonna, that you're gonna experience that's gonna be like, you know, 45% faster. You might be able to get farther off of a single jump, or higher off of a single jump, but not faster. Um, so, everything is kind of dulled down, so the speed is always kind of just like a flat, little, you know, like a rolling hump of a curve, and that applies to every other aspect of your legs, which should be like the most coolest thing about a mech, because that's what imparts a sense of scale. The fact that you are a 30-story tall fucking robot made of fucking steel with a little pilot in its head or its chest, you know, like that, without that, you don't have a mech game. Without that sense of scale. And I'm not saying that every mech game has to be fucking slow. Like Mech Warrior 5, which, you know, I didn't, I didn't play enough to review, but I played a little bit of, of it. It's not my favorite. It's a third person mech game. I believe all mech games should be first person, except for Armored Core, because I love the third person Armored Core. Anyway. Frequently, the camera, you get in the way of your own camera when you're targeting as well, which is bad, especially if you're using a bigger mech. Um, but the fact that the speed is always flat and the sense, it's absent of the sense of actual kinetic movement at scale. And it's a crucial aspect of not just great mech games, but any mech game. Otherwise, it's a Gundam game. Armor Core 2, Mech Warrior 2 are great examples of doing this handling this aspect of it better. Because like when you switch to quads in Armored Core 2 from, like, you know, bipedal legs, holy shit, you got the sense of the enormous weight and, like, the fucking gears and, you know, mechanisms. Like, the fucking drives and motors. The servo motor, Enormous servo motors. Like, that had to be the size of, like, fucking, you know, my car. Um, you know, <laughs> you got, like, and you're like, oh, man, I'm in a fucking mech. None of that is in this game. No sense of enormous weight, no sense of scale. Um, and, you know, that's gonna be a big, that's like the, my, my, one of my least big complaints, honestly, but it does lead to some conclusions that are significant. Um, so, like this. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is this game could have been made by swapping out 
any type of bipedal character models with what's actually going on in the game. And it wouldn't require a single change for that game to be just as good as this game is. So, this game could have easily been a Devil Devil May Cry sequel or a new third-person Castlevania 3D sequel or fucking the newest Ratchet & Clank game. This game could easily accommodate. Just totally, oh yeah. It has, it does not feel like a mech game. That's a bad sign when you're building a mech game. Cause it's a mech game. So it should feel like you're in a mech. So that's an artistic complaint. But anyway, bringing down, I, I gotta tell you, the graphics in this are fucking amazing. Where you're bringing down huge mining ships that are like literally fucking three miles, like a mile and a half tall. They are like fucking as big as a hundred of you stacked on top of yourself. Well, guess what? We've seen that in Colossus. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run up this fucking boss and, you know, break all of its systems and blow it up. But it looks so much better in this game. This game is visually just absolutely amazing. It's off the charts. Um, Finally landing the last hit on any armored core, whether you're multiplayer, which we'll talk about in a moment, or if you're just, like, fighting off, like, three other fucking armored cores, or if you're killing a boss. When you get that last final hit in, and they finally explode, it's generally always very satisfying. And well, I don't know about very satisfying, but visually, it is exceptionally good. And it goes in this slow motion thing that shows off all the little flames and particle physics. The models themselves of the mechs, and I'm, I, I'm not, I wouldn't even bother with this because it's such a nitpicky quibble, but, uh, just from a design standpoint, they're pretty sloppily made. Um, they look phenomenal. And the paint jobs and everything, but like, I was looking at my mech, I was zooming in pretty, I was paying closer attention than I normally do and by the way this game looks amazing, do not listen to this but if you're into 3D modeling it's like man, you know there's like a lot of low poly stuff going on on some of these models but anyway, the customization of your models and the way you can make your mechs look is absolutely awesome as is the system that controls it um, so yeah, landing your last hit on an enemy armor core. Um, but really, it's just most of the game comes down to these three things. Manage your ammo, manage your damage, uh, and manage your missiles. None of which take a lot of fucking skill. If you manage to meter out your, and then you exploit the checkpoint system so that anytime you, after you complete like a hard part of a level of, of a mission and then you end up at a boss or another boss after the other boss, uh, you could change your mech. So you need to buy everything that you can from the shop to have all those parts because you can't go to the shop in the middle of a mission. That's all traditional armor core style dodgy bullshit. The story is typical Armored Core style dodgy bullshit. You are 621. Your handler is Walter again, which is great. Um, the dialogue is terrible, which is fucking true to form. Um, takes place on, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't even need to talk about the story. It's not, it's nothing special. Trust me. It's not going to move you to tears. Some of the cutscenes are absolutely fucking amazing. Um, and luckily, 
the game is structured so that it loads pretty quickly because you're going to spend a lot of time grinding through these self-same missions just for the credits, which is cool. That's actually one of the most fun parts of the fucking game. It's especially great when it gives you a choice of numerous missions, but it very rarely does that for, and it does not do it for very long ever for the first, you know, 25 hours until you get to the end of, like, fucking, until you get into the middle part of chapter 3, you almost are, like, always one or two missions away from a boss encounter, which fucking grinds the game to a goddamn halt. And they are cheap, and they are mean, and they are unnecessarily fucking vapid, and they break the game. Now, and yes, I just said they break the game. I tried to quit this fucking game three times. If I didn't have to make it through 20 hours before I am allowed to review a game on this podcast, I would not have made it to the 15th hour. It took me fucking four hours to beat the first fucking boss. That's how uh, obtuse the game is, even with all of its constant interruptions early on that are too late with little helpful messages that are not descriptive and do not in any way assist you in your, you know, quest to fucking beat the first goddamn boss. It's a big fucking imposition to place in front of your players. Anyway, I'm just saying, but we'll get to that as well. But anyway, so it's just basically ammo management uh, and making sure that your your mobility requirements in terms of your actual jump jets and your firing control system are uh, co- are able to navigate the geography because there are some missions that you do that, that do require a certain amount of vertical or horizontal lift, otherwise you will not be able to complete them, which is cool. That's fine. Um, and then there you know there's certain. The build I told you about is all you need to know. That's it. Just use that all the time and then tweak it as you need to and buy guns as you unlock them. But at that point, other guns and other missiles and other weapon systems and stuff are almost more a nicety. So there's no deep strategy or tactics in the game and the game does not reward you for experimentation the same way that it, it meters out your progress by putting you against these punishing fucking boss challenges. Meanwhile, you have an arena mode that only unlocks four opponents at a time. So, those have a whole system, a whole different upgrade system. It's a virtual arena thing. This is not multiplayer. So anyway, so pretending that this game is about hardcore skills to get good or even like fucking tactical analysis or strategy or, or even mech design or depth it's not something I've experienced in my 40 hours. So now let's get to the point of this whole fucking show. My real review of Armor Core 6 comes down to one fascinating number. That number is 62. Specifically 62%. On Thursday night, that would be the 14th, uh, that would be the 14th. Um, Thursday night, three weeks after this game was released, and after I had logged over 24 hours in the game, I completed a mission called Ocean Crossing. This mission completes Chapter 2 of the game. I got an achievement get for completing Ocean Crossing. This mission unlocks the multiplayer arena. 62 is the number of percent 
of people who had completed that mission who had gotten that achievement get, meaning only 62% for all, for three weeks now of Armor Core 6, only 6 out of 10 players bothered to play the game long enough to one, reach 25 hours or less, but two, to unlock multiplayer by beating this mission. It took me personally, let me reemphasize, four out of ten people never bothered to get that far, never bothered to even play the game far enough to get to play it online. Took three weeks! And it personally, it took me 24 hours to beat that mission. You know, of total gameplay. And then unlock multiplayer. And 4 out of 10 players never made it that far. The, the, and that mission is the end of the second chapter. It's the 14th mission in the campaign mode and is for mission number 14 out of 40 missions that, that span 5 chapters for the core game. And if you, if I just ruin the game for you, then fuck you. I mean, I, I have to be able to talk about some things. But think about that. This is like the first, this is 14 of, okay, okay. Alexa, what percentage of, uh, 40 is 14? 14 is 35% of 40. Yeah. So like a little, Alexa, stop. So yeah, shut up. So, a little over a quarter of the way through, four out of ten people decided this game was not worth even getting to multiplayer. Multiplayer is super fun, by the way. It's got a great matchmaking system. It works great on Linux. Um, the game isn't very deep, though, so it does basically devolve into like a fucking button mashing mech fucking hell contest, but that's also really cool. And it's fun to hone your skills against players who are much better than you and steal um, idea aspects of their builds, which are very finely tuned to degrees that, like, you don't ever really need to tune your mechs in the actual game. And you get to show off your fucking custom paint jobs that you spent you know, fucking five hours doing, which are so cool and they're so easy to do. It's like the most fun thing ever is to paint, to design and paint mechs in this fucking game. It's a great interface. Creating custom logos and all this shit's very easy. Uh, you could do it with a controller. It's fucking rad. It's really, really well done. But back to that whole 62 thing. Four out of ten. Only six out of ten. Six out of ten players get to multiplayer. Mm. Believe me, the multiplayer lobbies reflect that. There's no one there. Doesn't take long if you set up a room. Oh, it's cool. You can do them like round robins. So like uh, if you have four players in a room and it's only one-on-one, you can do teams too, which is even kind of cooler. I like the one-on-one stuff. You can decide uh, when to rotate. Like is it winner rotates or loser rotates? So, like, after you do two rounds, winner takes all. 
Um, and then you're back in the lobby, and the, uh, let's say you have four people in the room. If, depending on the rotation, you know, either the loser rotates out, and the next person takes on the winner, or the winner rotates out, and the loser takes on the next challenger. Um, and so you can and you get to watch them too, and it's super fun. It's really entertaining. Um, I wish there was uh, voice chat, but I'm also glad that there isn't voice chat. The chat mechanism that's there doesn't actually work after you've readied up, which kind of sucks. But other than that, it's great because it's just like a, you press the Y button and then you scroll down like a list of like what you want to say in chat, and it just says it. So like no one can be fucking. I'm sure there are a bunch of tons of racist little motherfucking good dickheads out there who are. You know, whatever. And it's super fun and super fast. You can also control the length of the matches. So, like, I prefer two-minute long matches. Uh, and you get to pick the arena. It's fu- And it's really cool. It adds a lot to the game. There's also a, evidently a, 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 a New Game Plus and a New Game Plus Plus mode for Armor Core 6. But all of that, you gotta, like, discount all of that. And the game is not, still not that deep. It does basically boil down to a button mashing mayhem machine where like you know you're trying to just compensate or anticipate what the build that your your opponent is going to reconfigure with on your next round and sometimes they'll counter reconfigure and that's when the game you know just gets pretty frustrating because the person with the best equipment the person who's played more of the campaigns and unlocked more of the parts and on and on but you can defeat anybody with any type of mech more or less. I, I, I call my mech build Rompy Chomp McChomp Chomp. And he's, I don't think I have a win, but I, I've, I've almost won. I played a, I've played like maybe 30 multiplayer rounds, which is, you know, like a good hour, maybe. And they're fast and it's fun. But only six out of 10 people bother to play the game long enough to even get there. So, that's why the most important number about Armor Core 6 isn't, you know, 621. It's 62. Because that's my final score for the game. Meaning nearly half of its players couldn't even be brought to reach the crucial benchmark of unlocking fucking multiplayer. Whether it's like the twitchy frustrating gameplay, the Ass 9 and solution specific boss encounters, total generic feel of being in a mech, or whether it's the grindy, repetitive action of the main campaign, which I had no problem with, but I imagine a lot of people will. The game is fun, fundamentally fun to play until you get to a boss. Most of the time. Sometimes there are some missions that just fucking suck, too. But that's okay. It comes with the territory. Um, but to be gatekept by these bosses is really, really annoying. Um, maybe it's the generic feel of the mechs, the grindy, repetitive action of the main campaign. Maybe it's the cheap, generic storyline, which I love, but I'm sure some people don't. Whatever the case may be, four out of ten players haven't unlocked multiplayer three weeks after this, you know, very positive release. So, I conclude with this, and this is not about the fucking get good motherfuckers. Um, I, I, I mean, we that we need to do a separate show on them, but like, just in summation, the get good cult of bro dickheads should really do some self reflection, some self analysis, some little some thinking before the next time they actually say that to anyone. <laughs> 
Because it makes them sound like an asshole. And like this game, needs absolutely nothing specific or relevant. Even though they think it makes them look so fucking cool. And it does look. And you, this game does look fucking cool. And so the final verdict, by the way, on Armor Core 6, the visuals and fun multiplayer are enslaved to a painfully shallow game, both in its design and its execution. Um, meaning the metering of the gameplay with these constant fucking choke point boss encounters that especially early on are really just unreasonably difficult and are difficult in a very stupid way that makes it insulting when you actually do complete them and unlock and unlock the availability to buy more parts um so it's a painfully shallow game and it's unlike even though it's unlikely to go on sale anytime soon this and by the way 62 is 6 out of 10 that's what I give it so it's like a D I would give it I would give it a D plus no I would give it a C minus but 60 we gotta go with the numbers here that is a fact 62% that is unbelievable and if that's the hallmark your hallmark as like a developer or as a, as a fucking consumer. You need to really rethink your fucking model. Sure. Yeah. All 100% of those people bought the game, but four out of t- almost half fucking said your game is so shitty. They didn't get to multiplayer. That's how bad your game is. That's how frustrating and Poor, like, the, your imposition of your design ethos, mathematically, right there, is represented right there. And there's no incentive to get you to change. That's fine. You don't have to change. The six out of ten people who love it, I'm sure absolutely love it. In fact, I know for a fact the get good, get good bros are fucking all up in my grill and shit. I don't give a fuck. And that in no way has influenced any aspect of this review. It's just six, 62% is 6 out of 10. That's exactly what this game should be scored at. But I'll, I'll be merciful. I'll give it a C. I'll give it a solid C. Because it's worth <laughs> it's only worth waiting for the discount. And I mean that even knowing that this game very, this game was not likely to go on sale anytime soon. And that means it's worth never getting to play it. If you have to pay full price. There you go. That's our review. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Get good. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. The place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. 
I like you. We like to see it only runs on Linux. We like to go yada yada yo four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice. After receiving the host, marauding choir boys, half drunk on the blood of Christ, stalk unwary pensioners, and seek havoc. Thank <laughs> you.